Today's title is Hey Favored One, Don't Forget Your Mordecai. Hey Favored One, Don't Forget Your Mordecai. The book of Esther chapter 2 and the fifth verse. In Sushan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemi, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Mordecai was one person who brought up Esther and led her into the plans of God. Mordecai was one person who brought up Esther and led her into the plans of God. And he said in Shusha in the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai. He was from the tribe of Kish. Mordecai was an anointed person who brought up Esther and made her walk in the purposes of God. When you look back, we see where was Mordecai first mentioned in the Bible? You look at Ezra chapter 2 and the second verse. It says, those who came with Zerubbabel were Joshua, Nehemiah, Zeria, Relea, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mishpah, Bigwi, Rehum, and Bana. The number of the men of the people of Israel. So Mordecai was one of the person who came with Ezra. Who was first mentioned in the book of Ezra. Some of the Ezra and the 7th verse and 7th chapter and 7th verse says some of the children of Israel, the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gate, gate peaker, gatekeepers and the Netinim came up Jerusalem in the 7th year of King Artaxerxes. So in the time of Zerubbabel, there were people who were in captive. When they were released from captivity, Mordecai was one of them. That's why you see him in the book of Ezra. He, were, he came out of the book from captivity. In the book of Esther, when you look through the Bible, here is a woman who is stealing the show. When you look through the Bible, it was all about Esther. It's about Esther who found favor with king and walking with God. Some of you have read through the book of Esther in the last few months. You will see before King Queen Esther, there was somebody called Washti. But she was stubborn and she was disfavored. But at the same time, God raised up another person with favor. In Esther chapter 1 and the 9th verses, Queen Washti, Queen Washti, also made a feast for the women in the royal palace which belonged to King Ahasuerus. Why was she disfavored? The Bible says, King was preparing a feast. Some of you are listening to me. The King is preparing a feast for the church. Some of you are listening to me. Hallelujah. King is preparing a feast for God's people. But in the midst of that, the Bible says Queen Washti also prepared a feast for herself. We know from the Bible, we have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And there is a time he prepares feast with the finest of food and the finest of things. God has a plan that he has prepared for his children. But the Bible, the problem is here it says that Queen Washti had made her own plan. You become 
favored when you leave God's plan and you make your own plan. I've seen in my life for years that many people fell out of favor because they started making their own plan. In the book of Kings, when you read, there's a king called Hezekiah. He was a mighty man of God. He heard from God. God was pleased with him. God's favor was upon him. But the moment he started making his own plans, he started falling away from the favor of God. He invited demonic spirits into his life. He invited unnecessary problems into his life because he made his own plan. When you make your own plan, you are inviting spirits that left your life for a long time. You, you, when you make your own plans, you invite spirits that once were shut off from your life. Tonight, if you are one of those who have made your own plans and seen problems coming, hallelujah, it is because, not because the church that you're going is wrong, not because the messages that is spoken is wrong, not because, hallelujah, somebody did not smile at you, not because somebody did not celebrate your birthday. Hallelujah. It's because you made your own plans that certain problems have entered your life. If you get yourself, surrender yourself to the plan of God, you will see once again the favor of God. Hallelujah. Falling upon your life. Because the Bible says the anger is for a moment, but the favor of God is for a lifetime. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. One thing that I've always learned in the 22 years, 23 years of serving the Lord is that never make your own plan. When I left here to Bangalore, it was not my own plan. It was the plan of God. When God asked me to start a church there, it was not my plan. It was God's plan. When God asked me to come for three years and stay with my spiritual father, it was not my plan. It was God's plan. When the Lord asked me to go back to Bangalore and to continue with the work, it was not my plan, but God's plan. Even when I'm during the lockdown, the first six months, I was in Bangalore, hallelujah, raising up the church there, raising up the music ministry there, teaching them how to minister under the anointing, how to have a certain kind of order. In the first six months, they've been trained and I could leave and come back and do another ministry here because it was not my plan, it was God's plan. Wherever, when you decide to follow the plan of God, there is a kind of favor. One door closes, another door opens. Because you are always under the plan of God. Amen. Hallelujah. When you offer yourself as a sacrifice to the plan of God, the blessing is there. Healing is there. Deliverance is there. Yesterday I was ministering. Some of you attended our Zoom service. Zoom service yesterday. Last night. I said if you are turning your back to the Lord, you are also turning your back to your future. Hallelujah. When God releases a word and you are turning your back to that, you are also turning your back to the future God has kept for you. Pastor said, he has decided a long time back when God tells his plan, maybe to fast or to pray, whatever. When God tells him something, he said, he will postpone his plans. for He will remove it. Be it his wife, children, parents, nobody. God's plans will stay. Hallelujah. I too 
came from that gene. So I too follow that pattern. When God says something, nothing matters. Nobody matters. Only God matters. When God called me, God called me alone, not with you. I have every reason to trust the Lord and to follow his plan. Because when God called me, called me alone. All of you came later. And I'm not going to shut the plans of God. For any one of you watching, I will always follow what God is telling me. I'm always willing to listen what God is telling me. Because I know there's safety there, there's protection there. There is permanent breakthroughs there. Look at somebody and say, don't make your own plans. It's a bad decision. It's a bad, bad decision. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you need to postpone your plans to accommodate. The most important plan is to, not to accommodate, to do the plan of God. And if you are a wife, if you are a child listening to me, if your father or somebody in your family is serving the Lord, learn to stand with the Lord. Learn to stand with God, what God is telling them. Not to trouble them, afflict them. We might have many plans in the middle of that. God is saying, stop all your plans. Now I want you to spend time with the Lord. And if you don't spend time with the Lord, then... You can spend 10 hours later and you will not get anything what God had for you. There is a time every day that God calls you to spend time with Him, to speak to Him. And if, you, if you're faithful to that appointment with God, if you're faithful to that voice, marvelous thing can happen. It is not when you want. Hallelujah. So here you can see she made her own plans and tried to please people and made a feast for them. You will move from favor to disfavor. Hallelujah. But if you are tonight willing to surrender your life before the Lord, you will move from disfavor to favor. Lift your hands and say, every disfavor in my life is going to vanish because of the grace and the mercy of God. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord, because of the grace and the mercy of God, because every spirit of disfavor is going to vanish in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, Amen. Esther prepared herself for the feast king has prepared. When she heard that the king has prepared the feast, Esther prepared, her, Esther prepared herself. Some people when they hear about the fasting and the prayer, they will say, can we do it another time? Today I have this wedding to attend. Today I have that person calling me. Today I have my uncle coming here. Basically, you are saying is, uncle is more important than Jesus. Uncle will not understand. Jesus will understand. Some have made God according to our imagination. Some people, you know, one of the things that I've been meditating in these days is, most of us have made our own concept of God that is no place in the Bible. Tonight, may the imaginative God that you are made through your spirituality, may that be broken tonight. And may you see a real God who expects to be made, hallelujah, above everything else. Who expects the preeminence, who expects the first place. Hallelujah, glory to God.
Hallelujah. Seek the Lord, the Bible says, while he may be found. There is a time God has kept. You should not postpone it. It will not give you desired results. Vashti postponed the kings and prepared a feast for herself. Look at Esther chapter 2 and the 18th verse. It says, then the king made a great feast. Why came on? Esther chapter 2 and the 18th verse. Then the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther, for all his officials and servants. And he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces and gave gifts according to the generosity of a king. Amen. King prepared a feast on behalf of Esther. Look at it. Imagine it. The king of kings and the lord of lords is preparing a feast for yourself. When you surrender yourself to the Lord, God will celebrate you. It doesn't matter if people celebrate you. I'm going to celebrate my 40th year of, you know, in another few days. And God said, this year it's not going to be people celebration that matters. He said, I'm going to celebrate you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what, hallelujah. It's not people that would, hallelujah. Okay, Good people celebrate you, but more important and more weightage that we give it is when God celebrates. Nothing more, more important than when God celebrates. Look at when God celebrated the younger son, when he came from the pigsty, everything else, hallelujah, became uh, focused on that one. Hallelujah. That's called favor. When the entire heaven is focused on you, when God celebrates you, the highlight, the spotlight will come upon you. Amen. Amen. Here. Entire spotlight is coming upon Esther. Why? Because the king is celebrating. Amen. King has made a feast. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When you surrender yourself to the plan of God, listen to this. The feast shall be called as your feast. Amen. It's called Esther's feast. Prepare on behalf of Esther. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. What is disfavor? Esther chapter 1 and the 19th verse. If it pleases the king, let a loyal, royal decree go out from him and let it be recorded in the laws of the uh, Persians and the Medes so that it will not be altered. That Vasti shall come no more before King Ahasuerus and let the king give her the royal position to another who is better than she. If it pleases the king, let the royal decree go out from him, and, from, from him and let it be recorded in the laws of the Persians and the Medes so that it will not be altered. That Vashti shall come no more before the king Ahasuerus. Vashti shall come no more before the king Ahasuerus. Because Vashti was stubborn, she should not enter into the presence of the king. What is disfavor? The presence of the king is absent in your life. When you are not able to enjoy the presence of the king, that's disfavor. Disfavor means that I am not able to enjoy the beauty, the presence, the magnificence of the king. You're praying, you're fasting, you're going to church, you're doing everything in a, from a religious 
standpoint, but not able to enjoy the presence of the king. What is more important in your life than anything else? Church is important, tithing is important, helping the poor is important, but if you cannot enjoy the presence of the king, what is the use? Look at one Moses in the book of Exodus chapter 33, he said, Lord, don't send me anywhere, hallelujah, without your presence, don't send me, Lord. What did David, when he committed a sin, he said, Lord, cast me not away from thy presence. I'm sorry, I ignored your presence and did something wrong. Now take away, take everything, my kingship, my money, my status, my position, but don't take away your presence. Man. What happened to Cain? The Bible says when Cain killed Abel and justified it, he left the presence of God. That's why he went out of favor. What happened to Jonah? Many times Jonah would have traveled through the sea. Nobody has ever thrown him out of the sea. He, even, even he has fallen into the sea. He has never seen a whale in that sea. But when he left the presence of God, when he went down for his own trip, when he took his own ship, paid his own ticket, went down into the deck, hallelujah, of the lowest part of the ship and went away from the presence of God. He was supposed to go to Nineveh, but when he went to Tarshish, hallelujah, he was disfavored. He fell. People who he thought would show compassion threw, threw him out of the ship. Come on. And a whale caught him. All because you get into, I mean, unexplainable issues when you leave the favor of God. Tonight, hallelujah, lift your hands and say, Lord, one day in your presence is better than a thousand days elsewhere. A doorkeeper in the house of the Lord is better than a tenth of wicked Lord. I want your presence more than anything else, Lord. While your presence above everything else, Lord, your presence is more important to me, Lord. There's fullness of joy in your presence. Eternal life and pleasures and life forevermore. The presence... In Isaiah 66 and the ninth verse says, the angel of the presence saved them. Hallelujah. The angel of his presence, God is raising up a generation who can look to the face of the king and enjoy the presence of God. Amen. Get up early in the morning, in the four o'clock, in the five o'clock. Tonight, I'm releasing that kind of a grace. To get up early in the morning and to seek the face of the Lord. To enjoy the beauty of the Lord. And you will say, one thing I ask of you, this I seek to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire him in this temple. Such kind of God's, hallelujah, enjoyment in the presence of God. May it be your portion. Everyone, hallelujah, who's thirsty tonight, receive it. Even at the end of the year, what do we want? Say, Lord, do not send me to 2021 without your presence. That should be the cry of our hearts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See. Vashti was disfigured, disfavored. She's no longer able to see the face of the king. Hallelujah. We need to have this conviction inside of us. 
That nothing is more important than the presence of God. Look at the New Testament in Acts chapter 3 and the 19th verse. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of God. What happens when you repent? Times of refreshing. Tonight, as we come into the end of the year, some of you feel bored. Some of you are going through the motions. Some of you are feeling totally isolated and lonely. Some of you are sitting in your room and thinking, what's happened to me? This uh, uh, year uh, had a lot of, uh, you know, I started the year with a high, high, and I'm feeling low. I anticipated, expected so much at the beginning of the year. I feel like a law. My brother, my sister, don't sit in your discouragement. Get up. Stand up. Shake off those discouragement. Hallelujah. May the refreshing presence, hallelujah, touch and fill your life tonight in the name of the Lord. Tonight, God is not going to save the religious with the religious kind of words. Hallelujah. He's going to see whether you will really thirst for his presence. Amen. The angel of his presence saved them, delivered them, healed them. Some people say, I was very tired. I dry. I'm praying, pastor, but still dry. Nothing will terminate your dryness other than the presence of God. Every battle in your life is to take you away from God. Every challenge in your life is to take you away from the presence of God. Today you have to say, I'm not Vashti. I'm Esther. I have seen the favor of God. I will stand in the plan and the purposes of God. Not in my plan. Not in my purpose. He bought you with a price to be his own. Not to be owned by somebody else. In the Old Testament, the prophets were addicted to the presence of God. When Elijah came to Ahab, he told, I stand in the presence of God in whom I serve. I stand. Why he had such authority to stand before the killer Ahab? Because he said, I'm coming from the presence of God. Killer, you cannot touch me. No enemy can touch you when you come out from the presence of God. You are untouchable. He said, I stand, not visiting the presence of God. Today we have so many visiting uh, people in the presence of God. They visit when they have a need. Look at two people and say, don't visit the presence, stand in the presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You can lose everything in your life, but you should never lose the presence of God. Whoever forsakes you, fine. Rejects you, fine. Leave you and go, fine. But not God's presence. When Joshua was go going into, the, into a battle of uh, 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 Jericho, he said, he saw the captain of the army of God. He said, whose side are you? <laughs> he did not ask, you know, people around you, are you my side? No, no. He said, captain of the army, whose side are you? That's all that I want to know. Praise the Lord. Because what Paul said, if the Lord is with you, who or what can be against you? Hallelujah. 
Open your mouth and say, never take your presence from me, Lord. Never Keep me and my family in the presence of God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Your presence is more important. Yes, Lord. And awareness and understanding of God's presence Amen. is more important than yes, anything else. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, as we lift up the name of Jesus, call upon the name of Jesus, every disfavor in your yes, life will disappear tonight Amen. in the name of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You can lose everything, but not God's presence. Amen. Tonight, as you lift up the name of Jesus, hallelujah, as you lift up the name of Jesus, that every disfavor tonight, ask the Lord, that your life will disappear. Don't meditate on the lost days. Don't, you know, waste thinking about what you have lost, but say sorry tonight for the days that you have lost and say, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that your presence will be restored back to me. The refreshing presence, Lord. Let every disfavor tonight in the name of Jesus disappear tonight in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you read through the Bible, you will see Saul had lost his anointing. He was the king. And when you understand the Bible, though Saul, kings and queens have lost their anointing, they had never lost their position. They were not dead. They had never lost their position. But when you look at Vashti, when she was dis disfavored, while she is still alive, she has lost her position as the queen. She had to see somebody else. She had to see somebody else worshipping the Lord. Somebody else sitting at her place. Hallelujah. Somebody else. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Vashti was disfavored, disfavored while she was still alive. And there is no pain like the pain of seeing someone maximize the opportunities you didn't value. Uh, you hear, hear me very well. There is no pain like the pain of seeing someone else maximizing the opportunities that you once did not value. That's right. This is what happened to Washti. She did not rejoice in the feast of the king. She went on her own way. She did not value the position that the king placed upon her. And suddenly she is seeing somebody else maximizing the place she did not value. I mean, there's no greater pain. Vashti was disfavored and Esther was favored. The chariot which she was supposed to travel 
Esther was traveling. The palace, and she was supposed to stay. Esther was staying. If you don't value your husband, your wife, your ministry, your family God has given, chances are that God will give it to people who will value it. Those people who said, I will follow Jesus and didn't follow. Some didn't value. Some said, who will take care of my parents? Who will take care of my cattle? I want to go for a honeymoon. Who will take care of my wife? They made excuses. They were not desperate enough. I come back to what I started. Hallelujah. If I would have said all that, I could have never followed the Lord. I left my excuses. I gave my excuses to the Lord to follow Jesus. It's the grace of God. When the grace and the f- grace of God comes, you know, you know, your greatest needs are God's greatest needs. When I left my parents to serve the Lord, it was my need that God should take care of my parents. And He did. Last 22 years, He did. He will still do. It's a cost. There are many people who came to follow Jesus, but the 12 stayed with Jesus because they valued their call. The 12 are made as apostles because they were valued it. If you're not valuing the call of God, chances are that you will not have a longevity to your ministry, longevity to what the calling of God. Imagine if you don't value your one lakh paying job, you will be sitting at home without a job. That's why you work for 17 hours, 18 hours. And then compared to that, what a great calling. The Bible says a great salvation. Neglect not that great salvation. The heavenly calling. Neglected, that, neglected not. I was, you know, reading through the 24th chapter of Matthew on the signs of the coming of the Lord. And the Bible says, blessed is the one the Lord will find him faithful. Doing God's work when He comes. (laughs) My God. Bible is telling what you should be doing when the Lord comes. You should be faithful in your calling. When the Coca-Cola company started, they gave shares to people. One dollar for a share. And many people had a trust deficit and they said, I mean, this, this company is never going to make it up. I mean, make it. So many people were not willing to take their shares. Many people had trust deficit, trust issues. So many people did not buy it. 
even tonight you know you will you you know what how much a share costs now but even the people of god have trust issue people who don't trust themselves will seldom trust others it's actually a picture of you people who don't trust others seldom people who don't trust themselves will seldom trust others if you have a crooked mindset you think everybody is crooked if you are backstabbing someone you think everyone is like that but psalm 1826 says to the pure he shows himself pure to the crooked he shows himself shrewd tonight we should be trusting the lord you know one of the things you know my spiritual father taught me when you go through the valleys of life when you go through the times when you don't have any answers you get up in the morning and you keep saying i trust you jesus i trust you jesus i trust you lord i trust you lord even when you are feeling you are lonely you nobody understands you say lord i trust you lord i trust you to take me like paul said i know who i've trusted i know who i've trusted and i know that when i trusted he will keep it until that day how many of you can i know who i have trusted and he will keep it he will keep my family he will keep the church he will keep my finances he will keep everything i've entrusted to him because i know who i've trusted amen hallelujah yes father our mind is messed up you should trust god who will not mismanage your life very very important write it somewhere in your life my god will never mismanage my life ah oh. and pastor shared that once thought came into my heart and it it just brought a lot of clarity and peace into my soul that god will never mismanage your life Bible says those who look to the Lord they will never be put to shame those who call upon the name of Jesus will never be put to shame if if it happens you will be the first one <laughs> if it happens you will be the first one god gosh god will never make it i mean take a chance like that with your life if you call upon your heart sincerely and loyal you know yesterday i was sharing with the leadership what's the difference between being faithful and loyal faithful is when you know god has given you a task you're faithful to do it and you see results coming you see everything going well and you're faithful in that but what is loyal loyal is when things are hard things are not going the way that you wanted to go through you will stick with the lord you will stick with the church you will stick with the man of god and bible says he will strengthen whose heart is loyal to him his eyes is looking whose heart is loyal if you pray and want to sincerely obey the word of god 
this favor will be upon your life. It will operate in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is my prayer tonight. That may you not mess up the opportunities that make your great tomorrow. I pray tonight that you will not mess up. Oh, lift your hearts and say, Lord, let me not mess up the opportunities that will make my great tomorrow, Lord. Yes, Lord. God is about to honor your tomorrows, but may you not mess up the opportunities. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Oh, I feel such a such a freedom and anointing coming upon the ones who are watching tonight. This word is going to be a rhema for some of you. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says Jesus appeared to 500 people after his resurrection. He told to wait for the Holy Spirit. Some of them among those who knew the word of God, you know, could have calculated, okay, Jesus appeared 50 days. It's the day of Pentecost. Whether they calculated wrongly, whether they never calculated, whether they disbelieved, we don't know. Out of 500 380 disappeared. Only 120 valued the word God, Jesus gave and gathered to, to gather themselves in the upper room. Only 120. Rest 380 did not drop out of the Pentecost. They went to their own ways, into their own plans and missed out. Whew. Can you imagine missed out a Pentecost. My prayer is when God is about to bring his final move, you and I shall not be missed out. Oh my God. My prayer for people. My prayer and my cry that the one God has invested for years shall not miss out Amen. when the Lord comes up with the great move. Even while we are here, the Holy Spirit is speaking through men of God, spoken through my spiritual father. The revival is coming. The church is going to grow and God is raising up a generation to use. Hallelujah. But there are people who believe that and there are people who don't believe. Petra Church, I pray the ones who are watching tonight are the ones who believe the revival will come, the fire will come and you and I shall be a part of it in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, lift your hands to the Lord. Oh, give a shout of praise. Victory by the blood of Jesus. May the Lord use us in His mercy and favor. The Holy Spirit is saying, God is positioning some from disfavor to favor. Tonight, open your mouth and say, put your name there and say, Chaco is moving from disfavor to the favor of God. 
put your name there and say, Chaco is moving from disfavor to the favor of God. Let there be an anointing like that over you tonight. You need the favor. It's not your intelligence or beauty that bring you in front of the king. It is the favor of God. Was Esther beautiful throughout her life? We don't know that. But here comes our topic. Do not forget your Mordecai. A favored one, do not forget your Mordecai. There was a man called Mordecai who was behind Esther and raised up a favored generation. He was her uncle. He was a foster father. He raised up an orphan. Esther who was an orphan. Esther became the queen. And Mordecai could have said, See, Esther, Mole, all the days I've taken care of you. Now give me a position in the palace. I mean, he could have said that. Some of you would have threatened her. But he didn't say that. He didn't ask for any office in the palace. Bible says, Mordecai sat at the city gate. He stayed at the gate. He stayed at the gate. It is said, do not despise the man at the gate. He stayed there like a watchman. In the Bible, watchman means he who controls the gate. And he who controls the gate controls the city. Job 31, 21 says, there is help at the gate. Genesis 19, 1 says, Lord sat at the gate of Shadom and Gomorrah. When Absalom turned against David, the Bible says he sat at the gate and met people who came to see David. And he told people that he will handle their problems. He said, his own son set the people against David at the gate because who controlled the gate controlled the city. Why did Mordecai sit at the gate? Strategies are made at the gate. Queen is inside the gate. She needs to be protected. Mordecai sat at the gate to protect the queen, Esther. Because if he goes inside another room, other position, if there is a plan against queen or a plan that's spoken against city or palace, he will not know about it. So he said, I'm going to be at the gate. Pastor said, strategy is better than energy. Strategies are made at the gate. He did not choose any big thing. He sat at the gate to take, take care of the queen. That's where he heard the plan to kill Queen Esther and all his people. He heard the plan. Even before that, he heard the plan to kill the king. Why? He was at the gate. That's how he was protected. He protected the king because he heard from the gate that two of his guards are going to kill the king. He heard at the gate. 
He heard the Jews, news about the destruction of the Jews at the gate. That's why it said, don't despise the people who stand in the gap of your life. Don't despise the people who stand at the gap in the church. Don't despise the people who fast and pray continually for you that your life shall be spared from the tactics and the traps of the enemy. There are people God has raised upon your life who sit at the gate continually to oh, cry and pray for you because at the gate, when they stand at the gap, they, hallelujah, perceive that there are enemies about to attack you and they cut you out, enemy out of your life through prayer. Don't despise. Don't belittle them. Because of their praying and fasting, they are taking strategies in the spirit that some of you are seeing the blessing of the palace. Mm. It's because of a Mordecai at the gate, you are seeing your blessing. Never underestimate. That's why it says, favored one. Don't forget your Mordecai. Look at two people and say, favored one, don't forget your Mordecai. Hallelujah. Pastor said a story which really touched me. He says, years back there was a boy whom Pastor loved very much and stood at the gap, prayed for him, invested him. He prospered and became great. And he came back one day to visit Pastor. He asked, Pastor, do you, you know, I mean, do you have a life? Why are you only pastoring and only holding the Bible and only teaching? See, I have a new car, new house. I made something for myself. But look at you. <laughs> the pastor said, he, he lifted his hands and said, have mercy on that boy. He said, he felt, felt like somebody piercing a knife into his heart. The Lord, and pastor said, Lord, forgive his ignorance. And he said one scripture back. He said in 1 Corinthians 6.10, he said, Yes, poor, yet making many rich. You stand at the gap. You spend your time making many rich. You could have done many things for your own life, own yourself. You sacrifice all that. Why? Because to make somebody else blessed. It is not, you know, as servants of God, we don't know how to live well, work hard. It's to see the church of God blessed. It's to see a generation rise up. It's to see men and women serving the Lord. It's not that we can't buy a new car or a nice car. It's not because we don't do, we cannot do business better than you. But standing at the gate for God and His church, for the brighter, which is the church, the God will bless your life. God will see that. God will take care of you. That's the faith. Hallelujah. Any servant of God has who genuinely serves the Lord day and night, and you should not despise him, that who stands at the gap and pray. I mean, takes a cost. What do you think? We have a wife, we have children, we have to spend time. We sacrifice all that time. So that the church will be blessed.
Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Jesus was very busy when he was on earth. But the Bible says, Luke 6.12, he prayed through the night. He stood at the gap. Some people sleep 9 o'clock to 9 o'clock. You can send your names for sleeping competition. Who will sleep the most? But tonight, Holy Spirit is raising up teenagers who will rise up to pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Who will rise up to? Teenager, rise up to? We get addicted to the presence of God. Addicted. Years back, I met uh, this uh, young girl. Many of you have heard her singing. I forgot her name. Joshi Pastor's daughter. She translates. The song, I mean, the English songs into Malayalam songs. She come up with new songs, a beautiful voice. What was the secret? She spent six hours every day in the presence of God. Pastor said she spends more time than me from 12 o'clock till 6 o'clock, just worshiping the Lord, and God will give her new tunes, tunes and new songs. And you now God is using her songs in the church, using her. Because addicted. Not for ministry, because you're addicted to the presence of God. Come on, somebody, tonight. If you have to sit at the gate, you need to be disciplined. Sometimes you have to pay the cost, you have to deny pleasures. You have to let go of many things legitimately other people do. Sometimes you have to let go for holiday. Everybody is calling for Christmas holiday. I'm, I, I might not be able to go for one because I have to pray for the next year for the church. <laughs> While you eat your turkey on Thanksgiving Day, I am fasting and praying, thanking the Lord in fasting. And do we get a thanks for that? No. <laughs> Pastor was saying, you know, when he started his ministry, there were months he didn't get an offering. Today, many people only minister if you give them something based on what you get. See, you might have sacrificed many things for the Lord, but let me tell you, God is not a debtor to anyone. If you have let gone so many things, you can never outgive God. God is not a debtor to you. He will make sure that your life will move in the direction. Hallelujah. He will make sure that you will not lack any good thing in your life. He said, no good thing I will withhold in Psalm 84.10. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, hallelujah. Open your mouth and say, God will bless. God will bless. Amen. Sometimes you have invested 
in many people. You have given birth to people. You have brought up somebody thinking that say, they will be with you, they will show good to you. But they have no idea what you have done. But they might leave you and go, but God knows it. God knows that you did it for God and God will bless you. Other day I told you, whatever you sow, you will reap. Not where you sow, what you sow. Sometimes, oh, the same girl was sitting there. <laughs> what I sow in our life, she might not return back. But somebody sitting down might return back. It's not where I sow, it's what I sow. You might have sown many things. It might not have come from the people that you have sown in. But what you sow, God said, God is not mocked. What you sow, you will reap. In due time, you will receive the harvest. Oh, there is something God is doing in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. God is breaking certain strongholds. Pray in the Holy Spirit. In the heavenlies, in the name of the Lord. Victory by the blood of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. It's not by might, no by power, but by thy spirit, say the Lord. Amen. God will return your investment with all interest. Amen. There's no point of people envying about it. If you have done something to the Lord, God will not. I love that word in Hebrew 6. God is not unjust to forget it. Oh, Hallelujah. Some husbands say, you don't know the difficulties I've done for my wife. And she, I mean, she doesn't understand. Some mothers say, I've sacrificed many things for my children. And when I'm old, they don't even look, look after us. Some wives say, all the responsibilities of our house was upon me. He didn't even say one word of thanksgiving. I mean, he does not even buy me one thing. No one would have seen the price that you have paid. But heaven has seen it. And tonight, if you are one of those, get ready. Get ready to receive your favor. A time of favor is going to come upon your life in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. Heaven is going to give you the reward in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, people only want rewards, recognition and benefits as they get discouraged. But Mordecai was not like that. There is no salary for pastoring. There is no salary for worshipping. I mean, taking the worship. There is no salary for all that. But heaven rewards us because heaven has seen it. Hallelujah. Because he's not a debtor to anyone. What is the speciality of Mordecai? And I'm finishing it. Hallelujah. Number one. He was dependent on God. Esther 4, 4 says, he was sitting at the city gate. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. Esther heard Mordecai sitting at the gate and crying. She sent him good clothes. 
and asked him to remove his sack sack clothes and to the dirty clothes and wear good clothes but the bible says he denied that but he, because he was not sitting there for good clothes he was sitting there for a greater purpose he did not step out for good clothes from the palace he had a greater commission than that he was dependent on god prayer is the proof of your dependence prayer is the proof that you don't depend on your flesh the end of the man is the beginning of god where you end with your struggles and striving god starts with his mighty work hallelujah the end of the caterpillar is the beginning of the butterfly for some people they says everything is over but don't forget when your caterpillar stage is over when you think that everything is over it is going to break out and the butterfly is going to come out come on your story is not over a butterfly is about to come out through your life god is telling someone your story is not over 2020 cannot determine your story a butterfly is going to come out of the lockdown for the glory of jesus christ if you believe it lift your hands and praise the name of the lord victory by the blood of jesus we give you praise and glory it is the starting the ugliness of the past is going to leave your life the situations where you have crawled is getting over the caterpillar stage is getting over you are going to fly you are going to look good your ugliness is over you are going to look good in the name of the lord hallelujah you are going to be colorful you are going to be lifted to the favor of god oh raba shanda burosham parasya hallelujah Lift your hands and say God is going to give me new beginnings tonight in the name of Jesus. Look at Mordecai, I like this. Even if he had a queen in palace, he is not dependent on the connection of the queen. He is not dependent on the connection of a collector. Today's language you can say you might know the collector you might know the president you might know even the king but he was not dependent on that he was dependent on God. come on somebody tonight you might know the people in authority to make things right the mlas and the ministers but look at esther she was a dip i mean look at mordecai her dependence was on the lord hallelujah he cried out he prayed sometimes we get carried away when we are people in high places when we see people in the right places for our business to grow we get carried away we forget the one who gave you the business we lose our dependency on god mordecai prayed and favor came on esther esther also prayed when he saw the dependence of mordecai she fasted and prayed for 3 days and 3 nights and she grew in favor she went into the presence of the king to speak for the jews the people of god if anyone those days comes into the presence of the king without permission they will be punished when esther entered the presence king extended a scepter towards her she held on it scepter in the bible signifies the authority your authority is in god you understand we also have authority in god 
when you understand you are the bride groom i mean bride and as a church the bride your authority in god your life will change you start exercising your authority in god when you know that you are bought with a price the redeeming blood of jesus christ you are so precious in his sight when you understand that and when you exercise the authority in god the principalities hallelujah shall leave your life when you exercise the authority when you open your mouth in the name of jesus hallelujah you will become useful for god if you touch that authority with conviction you will experience the realm of hallelujah realm of this favor leaving your life and you will enter into a realm of authority where you can call those things that are not as it is when you can stand without fear and it can exercise your power over impossibilities you know you are a child of god and god will hear you hallelujah it's a conviction god has to listen to me I seen my dad whenever he used to see a sickness he says I tell you I say to this mountain that's only scripture he used to use I say to this mountain I command it to leave and it to to leave because he had a conviction that he speak to that mountain that mountain will go Many cancerous people I've seen using this one scripture the cancers have left why because he knew I'm a child of God I speak to that it will go Many people have used Mark 11:23 but when my dad would use it I would see cancerous leaving I would see sickness leaving because he knew if he would say to that mountain the mountain has to go the realm of authority tonight the church come on petra church you're going your level is about to change your experiences Hallelujah is going to change the level of authority hallelujah that you have never experienced before is going to operate through your life in the name of the Lord if you believe that Lord wave your hands in the name of the Lord dibaria sambhav wave it in faith tonight dibal ghara durada namana stara durada namana hadagas karada namana zia hallelujah you declare your cohabit with Christ when you pray you pray with inspiration God will give you the inspiration to pray what to pray This is what Esther extended his cloak scepter in hold of it When you take hold of the authority and inspiration an idea Hallelujah Number 2 Mordecai the qualities he had knowledge Esther chapter 3 and the second verse says all the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman for so the king had commanded concerning him but Mordecai would not bow or pay homage Mordecai knew who he was rest of them fell before Haman out of fear out of demonic respect but Mordecai said he will worship only the king of kings and the lord of lords he will only worship the true god even today there is a generation like that who will not bow before the pressures who will not bow before the temptations but who will say we will worship the lord thy god it's not the temptation is not there 22 years back when i was in the city of bangalore i had many temptations i had all sort of you you should know i went into the city hallelujah everything that i need i had money women 
everything was around it but by the grace of god by the favor of god i did not bow to any one of them i bowed at the age hallelujah of 17 i took the bible and entered the saint joseph's college of commerce and i said there is only one god i serve it's the king of kings and the lord of lords and 22 years later here i am standing and my message has not been compromised hallelujah i'm still worshiping the only true king and god Our God will give you the strength. Yes, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My brother in the Lord, uh, Anthony was worshipping with her. We all stayed together. Thank God. We all knew the kind of temptations that were around them. Praise God. Thank God Anthony had me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Authority. Esther. Mordecai. We come back to Mordecai. He knew he was a Jew who serves the true God. There are certain levels of authority. boldness there. God will not give it to everyone. So you should not copy everyone. You should have your own knowledge. Copying will not allow the enemy to go. One thing that you know, I'm saying is copying. Sometimes, you know, every time I was telling people, you know, I share the word pastor has taught me. And people ask me, why do you share the pastor has taught me? Because I said, Joshua, her, her and uh, Josh, uh, Aaron spoke what God told Moses. They did not tell anything what they wanted to share. Whatever God told Moses, Moses told Aaron, her, and Joshua, they told the congregation. They did not tell what they wanted to share. Paul told 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, as faithful stewards, teach other people what I have taught you. Commit into the faithful trust of faithful people so they can teach others also. So that's what it says. Paul is telling Timothy, you've been a good student. You've been faithful. I taught you. Now you teach to the church. It's like uh, you write an exam and a teacher teaches you on the 10th or on the board exam. Teacher teaches you something. On the day of the exam, you say, oh, I, I, I have a better way than the teacher taught me. Would you say that and write? You will fail. But why is it still powerful? It's not because I'm copying. I'm speaking from a standpoint of a knowledge. I know what I'm preaching. I know it in my understanding. I know in the place of revelation. That's why I'm telling you. That's why it's imparting to your faith. You should minister from a knowing, not somebody else's. You sh- you're not copying somebody else's, but you speak out of revelation. Revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. Revelations come by spending time in the presence of God. The entire New Testament is the revelation God gave Apostle Paul. When you're preaching that, you are not copying Paul. Only Paul's revelation becomes your revelation. It has got power. Mordecai had a revelation. Hallelujah. 
then the level of authority changes a difference for example the level of authority for a pastor is different level of authority for a prophet is different level of authority of an apostle is different i will not try to be uh, an apostle while i'm standing in the office of the pastor i know exactly the level of authority i should move otherwise you'll get into a mess hallelujah Sometimes a prophet can be very ruthless in his speech. He can use it like for example 1 Kings 18:17. The Bible says then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah. Ahab said to him, King Ahab, is that your trouble of Israel? Ahab. Or Malayalam is Ahab. Ahab is looking at Elijah and saying, you troubler of Israel. And then Elijah being the prophet, he's saying you are the trouble of israel you and your father not as a pastor prophets can call somebody your father not a pastor he knew the office that he was in elijah had that authority and anointing some apostles have authority to rebuke the darkness over the city. There's a protection under that apostolic covering. The spirit of darkness will not come near that dwelling. So you need to know the knowledge in which you move. Many people are living in their emotions and not in the biblical knowledge. Tonight, may God is imparting this kind of knowledge and maturity inside of you tonight in the name of the Lord. Mordecai knew how to pray and fast and stand in the presence of God. What more knowledge did Mordecai have? Look at me. 1 Samuel chapter 15, 2 to 3. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when he came out of Egypt. Now go attack Amalek, utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but both kill man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and the sheep, camel and the donkey. God is telling from the beginning to destroy Amalek and his generation and all that he has because Amalek did not welcome Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, 18, it says, he also took egg the king of Amalekites, alive, utter, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Saul once was told to kill Amalek and the king Ag, their king. But he did not kill Ag, he spared. And God was unhappy with Saul, the Benjamite, the son of Kish. So there is a problem here. Now, come down you will understand egg which Saul spared. Haman was his grandson. The Amalekite, he was the grandson of egg who Saul spared by disobeying the Lord. And who was Mordecai? He was from the tribe of Kish. The same tribe of Saul. Haman was from the tribe of Ahag. Mordecai was from the tribe of Saul. So there is a battle in the bloodline. 
and Mordecai had the knowledge. This was a spirit that my great grandfather did not deal with it. And in the name of Jesus, I know this is a battle in my bloodline. I'm going to deal with it. Come on. Hallelujah. He discerned it in prayer. He said, I'm going to cut this enemy out of my life once and for all. Come on, somebody tonight. Discern what's happening in your life. Discern it. Coming, what is coming through the bloodline and deal with it in, tonight in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Mordecai is from the tribe of Benjamin. He's from the family tree of Kish. He knew this is in the family tree. Look at Esther chapter 2, 5th verse. In Sushan, Citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. He knew he was, he knew the history. What Saul did not do, Mordecai did. Esther 312 states that Haman was a part of Ahag's generation. The Agite who Saul did not kill, Mordecai finished him. Through prayer, there are battles in your blood nine. There are battles in your blood. You need to discern it. If you don't have knowledge, you become like an animal. Oh my God. You don't have knowledge. You become so ignorant and foolish and act like a beast. In Psalm 73 verse 22. Can you read it? Psalm 73 and the 22nd verse. Oh my God. This talk is taking a lot of time. Hallelujah. I was, I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. If you are ignorant, you are at the same level of an animal. There is no difference between an ignorant man and an animal. Same level. Lift your hands and say, give me Holy Spirit knowledge. Give me the wisdom, understanding, Lord. Help me to know. Hallelujah. Give me the knowledge and the grace to understand foundational forces in my bloodline and my family and grace not to bow down to it. Give me the grace to defeat it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The foundational forces. The favor to destroy certain foundational forces that is trying to defeat your bloodline. May you defeat it tonight in the name of Jesus. May you be anointed to defeat those forces in the blood name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are different. You have to discern it. Hallelujah. Number three, he knew the power of what is written. Esther 6 1 says, The night king could not sleep. So one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles. And they were read before the king. We know the story. We know that it was written in the book of the Chronicles of the King. How Mordecai has protected the king and he had to be honored. And the king could not sleep. Because something that was written has still not performed. Mordecai knew one day or the other, if it is written, it shall be performed. It shall come to pass. Because Esther 8.8, it says... You yourselves have written a decree concerning the Jews. 
as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for whatever it is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring nobody can revoke amen hallelujah amen. it is saying whatever is written in the king's name and with the signet ring there is a signet ring whatever it's sealed it sealed with it nobody can revoke amen amen mordecai knew it the power of what is written you should understand what the holy spirit has written about you in the bible about your children about your health most people it's the quotation for the people in the church to quotation given to pastors to pray they themselves not know what is written about their children what is written about the finances what is written about their health many people have problem in the church because they don't know what's written about the finances in the church the moment i say finances they say i'm preaching prosperity gospel <laughs> god forgive their ignorance by you have to know what is written go and read the bible these guys never spend reading the bible they listen to 100 tom dick and harrys in the by in, in the tv and they come and point finger at you what i'm preaching i've lived it i've read it what's written about end times what's written about your ministry what's written about your calling read it then you will not walk like a weak vessel who told you you are weak bible says you are strong because christ lives in you finally brethren be strong in the lord and his mighty exousia authority power dynamis undefeatable unconquerable amen power is within you be strong the bible says ayyo enikku pattathilla vaashe angane karayan vendi vilichathalla ninneyum enneyum i'm about the pastor you won't understand these are not these are not things in the bible Bible says in the last days he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh the young men will see visions the old men will see dreams it's a time of revival it's a time know your season know your time know god is preparing the church know that this lockdown is a final chance god is giving the church to prepare for the coming of the lord hallelujah don't be blind you cannot walk in the way you once walked hallelujah you have to change your course you have to look to jesus the author and the pioneer of your faith it's time to rise up and it's time to shine it's time to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth It's time to stand in the gap like Mordecai. Amen. Pray for your family. Pray for the church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to know what's written about your generation. Then our children shall be taught of the Lord. Isaiah 8:18 says, "Here I am, the children whom the Lord has given me. We are signs and wonders and miracles from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. The Bible is saying, our children are signs, miracles and wonders. Declare it. We are hallelujah and our children signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and say I'm a sign, I'm a wonder. Amen. When you open the book 
King understood Mordecai saved his life. Can King ask whether King asked Haman whether anybody rewarded him? Then Mordecai was called and he was rewarded him, taken on the king's horse and he was given the best clothes and the authority and took him around the city. King celebrating him with the horse. But look at Mordecai. He did not carry it away. He did not get into the pride. Today, we, I mean, over the years, I am afraid to lift somebody else because if you lift somebody else, to bring him down, it's very difficult. <laughs> to bring him down, it's very difficult. But, but Mordecai, nobody had to bring, the, bring him down. He came down and came back and sat at the gate. Wow. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Esther 6.12 says, After Mordecai went back to the king's gate, but Haman hurried to his house morning and his head covered. He went back to the gates. For us, if God uh, takes us into a car, then we will not travel in the bus. Some people, if there are no air condition, there is no sleep. We, we forgot. It's God's mercy that has brought you thus far. Don't get things into your head when God lifts you up. When you get thousand YouTube likes, don't act like a now a, a celebrity now. Hallelujah. That's not ministry. Ministry is to stand before in mighty awe in the one who has called you. Hallelujah. God is raising up a generation like that who has level head, humble heart that God can do even more greater things than you. And with all humility, let me call you into that kind of a life. God is crying. I can hear the Lord wants to raise up a generation. Though I might have used you mightily, but you should be humble in the presence of God. That's why God will increase you in favor when you give glory to Jesus. Open your mouth tonight and say, Lord, Jesus, let me not be carried away. Not be carried away. People's, compliments People's compliments and admirations. And admirations. Let me not be carried away. Bye-bye. Acclaims that I get from the people. Let me not get carried away by the privileges. Let me not be carried away by the recognitions yes, that I receive. Amen. Lord, fill me, Lord, yes, Lord, with your grace and favor to yes, serve you Amen. in all humility yes, all the days of my life. Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I've seen many people who had one time ministry. After that, God could not use them. They became bigger than God. Mordecai was not conscious of immediate rewards. For him, his daughter, his niece became the queen. Most people want reward immediately, even spiritual level. There may not be immediate reward, but there is an ultimate reward. Esther 2.22 says, Esther 2.22, 
So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. Hallelujah. He even saved the king, but was rewarded later. He was not looking at the immediate reward. But he got the ultimate reward. 1 Corinthians 15:58 in the New Testament says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not vain in the Lord. I want you to by heart that scripture tonight. I'm going to come in the next thing. I'm going to say it by heart in front of the camera. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Yeah. Your labor is not in vain. Your fasting and prayer, your worship or baptism is not in vain. There's a reward behind it. Even though there is no immediate reward, there's an ultimate reward. There's a God who blesses you. Hallelujah. Sometimes if you don't gratify your need immediately, you will say, oh, maybe it is not meant for me. It's not because of that. God will bless you. But we are looking for immediate gratification, immediate rewards. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, pastor was saying the story about he going to America and saw a beautiful suit and he asked the shopkeeper what the price of the suit was. He says, you know, $2,200. And he said, oh, the suit is good, but I didn't like the color and he left. <laughs> but everybody goes through situations. It's not that God will not bless you. When you see that, don't get discouraged and say, oh God, I will never get out from this level. Not for that. Don't look for immediate gratification. Look to the Lord for your supply, your source. Bring it before the Lord in prayer. And if it's meant for you, it come to you. Hallelujah. Mordecai, number four, and I'll close with this. Mordecai knew that the books of Chronicles would be opened. That night, not only knew what was written in the book, he knew that the book of Chronicles will be opened. The night, Esther 6 and verse 1, that night, king could not sleep. That night, the king could not sleep. So one commanded to bring the book, book of the records of the Chronicles, and they were read before the king. Amen. The book of remembrance in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3 and 16 verses those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them so a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name there is a book of remembrance in God's presence everybody say book of remembrance book of remembrance what did you do for God the sacrifices the price that you have paid God has seen there's a God who's going to document it and going to remember it you might have fasted, prayed, cried, served. You might have even given out of money that you've kept for something else. You've given it for the work of the Lord. There's a God who sees it. And when God opens that book, that is the time when you see unmerited favor that you never thought would ever enter into your life. Favor that you cannot buy with money. Favor and blessing 
will all flow in. Why? Because God has remembered your sacrificial giving to the Lord. He's kept a book of remembrance. And there is no, there is no use of then you, you envying about people who have given their life like that. How much you ran for God, the time and the sacrifice, the sleepless nights. When everybody eating Kentucky chicken, you are eating a piece of carrot. God has archives of your spirituality. Look at two people and say, God has archives of your spirituality. Amen. There might be mistakes that would have happened in your life, but God will remember your mistakes and forgive your errors because your heart was to serve Him. When you confess your sin and mistakes, God will forgive. But God will honor your efforts for God and His kingdom. He will write it in His book. It's not your sins, but this book is about the time where He decides to trigger the celebration that He has kept for you. The time that He said, it's time for this son of mine, this daughter of mine to be lifted up. God give grace to the humble. He lift up the lowly. Hallelujah. Come on tonight. If you are lowly before God tonight. Lifting up of your life tonight. Let there be a celebration of your life. Of your family. Of your ministry. Of all that you have given to the Lord. Some of you have sacrificed your finances. Let there be lifting up of your financial level tonight. For the glory of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory Lord. Amen. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, open my books. Holy Spirit, open my books. Amen. Amen. Some of you have fasted for 11 days. And be there in that book. Some of you ate one big, one, one meal and then you fasted. You ate for three times, once. <laughs> that is, that might not be there in the book. Hallelujah. You have not offered a single penny to the Lord that might not be there. But when you're baptized in obedience, it's there in the book of life. A Mordecai generation. A generation, a favored generation that give glory to the Lord. Hey, favored one, don't forget your Mordecai. Let's close our eyes in prayer tonight.